Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The right-hander is ready. Here's the pitch. Swing and a hot shot fair down the third base line. It'll be a base hit to give the Phillies the lead. Hoskins is home. Bohm is home. Harper coming around third. He's flying home. He'll score without a throw. JT with a three-run double cleans him off. And it's 3-0 Phillies here in the bottom of the first. Well, that was good news last night. That was the fun last night. That was the game that really mattered last night. Good morning, everybody. I'm Glenn Mack now along with my pal, Jody McDonald. Jody, how you doing, my pal? Good, Mack man. And you? I'm Doing all right. A little tired. Stayed up too late. Got up too early, but doing okay. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah, I know. In the morning. You're, you're going down the wrong path if you're yeah, going that's look true, for man. That's staying true. up too late. Yeah, man. You are the hardest working man in radio. I will give you I that. fake it well, don't I? Yeah, you do. That, no, that you 12, don't, no, you that, don't fake it. No, you do it. You, that 12-step commute to my basement and my broadcasting outlet is just killing me. Yeah, no, that helps. But I know your hours are pretty. Your hours are pretty ungodly. So, this morning we have two games to talk about and two things to kind of put in perspective. And um, the, the the one that we'll get to in a little bit is just the horrible, terrible product that was Eagles preseason football last night. I'm just going to put that aside for now. Because I want to get to the one that was fun and that we just talked about and that you've been banging the drum for. And the Phillies win again, beating another bad team again, the Pirates. Score three runs in the first on that uh, bases-clearing double by JT. They cruise to a 6 nothing win, their sixth win in a row. Um, so, Jody, I, I guess I want to start with this. Let me throw out a couple numbers, then I want to ask you a question. Okay, they've won six straight, which is great. Four over the the Reds, who are awful. Two over the Pirates, who I guess are worse. Chance for a sweep today, 135 start down at the ball yard. They are 15 games over 500 for the first time since 2011, which has been a long time. Their chances of making the playoffs, based on all of those various formulas that are used, is over 90%. I like those odds. Jody, you're a horse race guy. You like those odds. Oh, yeah. Okay. 35 games to go, 23 games against teams with losing records. I mean, it's the Washingtons and the Arizonas and uh, just a lot of bad teams coming up. Um, so that's all great, and I really like that. Um, but what I want to ask you, and I don't mean to in any way do this as a negative, because we've talked on this show, and I said, hey, listen, if they make the playoffs this year, I'm happy. I don't expect them to win the World Series. Um, but do we believe what we've seen over the last week? Do we believe, listen, a team is 18-2 and two in its last 20 games against teams with losing records. Um, and let me just backtrack. Their next 16 games are against... Pittsburgh, Arizona, San Francisco, Miami, Washington. Any of those teams going to the playoffs? Nope. Okay. No chance. So, is that, like, great and let's cause for celebration and I'm going to cite your bandwagon, which I love that you're doing, or is there should there be a part of me that says, yeah, but, I mean, that, that, against the Mets last weekend, that was, that was pretty bad. How yeah, should I feel? See, here, here's what you did, and I think – at least for me, and that's why I started using the term bandwagon, which has a history of its own here in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. You put a comma in your sentence. All those very good things about the Phillies, comma, but. Yes, I did. Why, why can't you just put a period? 
<laughs> That's my question. All right, let me, Just I'll do put it a period and Shelly. move on because, no. yeah, there's a lot of Philadelphia fans that are doing exactly what Glenn Macnow's doing. Yeah, I know. Comma, but. We're beating up on bad teams. It, it, you, you just threw a great stat out there. First time over 15 games, 15 games over 2011. Yeah. 2011. Mac, it's yeah. been 11 years yeah. since the Phillies made the playoffs. Why can't we just revel in that rather than comma, but they're beating up on bad teams? I'm trying. I'm trying, Jody. You and you and the rest of the Philly fan base needs to try harder. Maybe I do, and that's why I'm here with you today. And uh, your unbridled optimism is going to be infectious. And by the end of the show, I will be leaning parade around my nice. block in Havertown. I like it. There's room on the bandwagon. I can tell I you that for sure because there were only thirty thousand in the stadium on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, on Friday, thirty-five, a little bit better, or thirty-seven. It might have been on Sunday. They've not come. The, the, the only reason they've sold out over this entire season is opening day and the Mets. But the Mets come in and get 15, yeah, 16, 18,000 of their fans into the stadium. And I get it. They didn't start this year great. Joe Girardi needed to be fired if they had a whole bunch of 21,000 nights uh, when they were just going through their paces in the middle of the season. I get that. I got mm. no problems with that. But this team has put itself in a position to be a damn close to a lock to be in the playoffs. And, yeah, they haven't done it 11 years. If this was like the Sixers, they continue to make the playoffs, win in the first round, look good, build up the, uh, the momentum, and, uh, second round fall, and second round fall, and second. Well, that I would understand. Because it's repetitious, it's what we've seen, it's the most recent history. you got to take a pretty big step back in history to get to the Phillies just making the playoffs. Let's look on the bright side of life here. Okay, okay, Monty Python, thank you. Um, am I, are we reliving 2007 then? Which, as you recall, 2006, they, we thought they were going to get to the playoffs, and they didn't. 2007, they catch the Mets. They win the division. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they're going to make the playoffs. And they get knocked out early by the Colorados, setting up 2008, where all of our hopes and dreams come true. Not impossible. I'm not ready to quite go there yet. No, no, I'm saying we're reliving 2007, Uh, which is, hey, making the playoffs is enough. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, I, I thought you were already jettisoning ahead to. No, 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 no. I'm saying this is this is the no, setup year where you first get in the playoffs. Yes. And and I'll go a step further than that because that result is already in in the ledger as you might mention. Got taken out by the Rockies last year, Glenn. On August fifteenth, the Philadelphia Phillies were in first place by half a game. Do you know who they were leading? Last year, they're in first place by half a game. Uh, they were leading the Washingtons. No, no, they were leading the Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. The Phillies were sixty-one and fifty-six. The Braves were. Oh yeah, that's right. Of course, the Braves won the World Series. The... Right. I was looking and for the trick the... answer when it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Now, what the Braves do in the next six weeks? They never lost, and they won the World Series they, with a bunch they... of guys named Joe. Exactly. Young guys who they had already signed to six, seven, eight, nine, ten year contracts at the age of 21 or 22. And damn, don't they look smart for what they've done. Mm. Um, but they, they, they were on August 15th. The Braves were 61 and 57 and they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. So the Phillies on August 15th of this year were 65 and 51. They were 14 games over 500. The Braves were four games over 500 and they won the World Series. Now, the Braves actually ended up winning the division because the division wasn't strong last year. The division is quite strong this year with both the Mets and the Braves ahead of the Phillies at this time. So, yeah, third place as compared to first place is a little bit different. But the Braves weren't thinking about a World Series in mid-August last year. But, damn, if they didn't get it, why can't you do that with the Phillies this year? Okay. Hey, I'm listen, I'm, I got a bag half pack for you, Jody. You're moving me there. Okay. So, so. They now have a nice cushion in the wild card race. They're actually in second in the wild card. You know, sec- they would have the second of the three wild card spots. Which, which I'm not happy about. Oh, okay. All right. That's where I was going with you. They have a two-and-a-half-game <laughs> lead over the Padres. They have a five-game lead over the Brewers. So if the season ended with them in this spot, they would play the Braves for three games in Atlanta, which is not going to be easy. Right. 
So the question is, well, who they got to catch? Well, I no, they can't. They got to catch the Braves. Which is which is well, but if they catch the Braves uh, and the Mets stay in first, then yes, they would get all three games in Philadelphia, which is preferable to playing all three games in Atlanta. But you play the Braves either way. Yeah, it actually might be more advantageous to root for the Padres to jump up and catch them because I certainly would. Sorry, St. Louis fans. I'd rather face the Cardinals for three games than I would the Braves for three games. I agree. But you can't do that. No, you can't. Didn't we have this discussion in 2011 involving these teams? I'm not suggesting tanking. You and I have our uh, (laughs) uh, process opinions, and I don't know we want to go there. I sure as hell don't want to go there today because I'm uh, trying to be optimistic here. Uh, No, 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 no. uh, Just keep keep winning and take your puncher's chance when you get into the playoffs, something you haven't done in 11 years. And the chance that you have more than anything to me is you have a top of the rotation, if healthy, if on, can be excellent and can win – any given game. Uh, Wheeler, we hope, is going to be back in, I don't know, whatever it is, a week and, you know, recovered from this supposedly very mild forearm tendonitis. Aranola, who a, a week ago I was fretting about, had a great start this week. And by the way, so much credit to me goes to the manager who decided, I'm going to leave him in the ninth. I'm going to let him get through trouble in the ninth. I'm going to give him every chance to get the complete game. Nola got it pitched really well and i uh, to me that was such a confidence builder i'm hoping we avoid as we've discussed the the bad september nola and i got ranger suarez is my number three who i like and you've heard my uh uh way that i would handle the three game series yes correct? i you have I discussed that already. i have and i uh, you know, I do a national show, so when I get a national guy on, I want their perspective as well because it's outside of Philadelphia and the like. The best I've gotten is, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Nobody has ever said, Jody, that's that's cutting edge. That's outside the box. Yeah. You're a genius. No one has quite bought into it the way that I was hoping someone would. I stand behind it 100%, more so than I did before, mainly because of Ranger Suarez. Because he has been downright outstanding. So it isn't like we we all agree there's a drop-off from one and two. You look at the entire season, body of work, history in the big leagues. Nola and Wheeler are your two best starting pitchers. But the drop-off to Ranger, uh, with the way Ranger has pitched the last four or five outings, is not nearly as bad. I would go with Wheeler one. Suarez, if you win game one, Suarez game two, and then come back with Nola game three, or better yet, come back with Nola game one of the next series. What is it that the the guy who gave you the most support, what was the quote that he used? He said, that's quite interesting. Mm, That's the quote that my wife gave me when I tried on a jacket a couple weeks ago that she clearly (laughs) didn't like. Judy, what do you think of this? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's exactly the way it played. All right. Let, let me take one call on the Phillies, and then we, we have to morph, segue into the disaster of a debacle, of a shame, of a fraud, of a mockery that took place down in South Florida last night. Uh, Greg in Virginia is with us. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Glenn, Jody. Great to be on with you. I just, uh, you know, hear all this stuff about the, the Phillies playing the weak teams right now, but the reason why these other teams got fat was because they played them too. And the fact is, the only team the Phillies haven't been able to handle is the Mets. Very true. Um, I maybe I'm trying to think of the Phillies' record against every other team. I don't know. Well, they're pre- I, I'm not sh- sure, but they're about 500 with the Braves. But it's not a it's not a nine game margin. Okay. All right. I. I I hope you're right, and I hope that uh, they never have to face the Mets. And I hope that if they do face the Mets, it's a repeat of what happened. What was it? Nineteen was it seventy-eight when they played the Dodgers, and they had gone o o and twelve against them during the regular season. They came back and beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. I hope all these things happen. Well, let's put it this way: they're you know they're in it. They got a chance, and uh, since Joe got fired. I have just been one of the happiest Phillies fans on the planet. Yeah, that's been amazing. I don't know any of us saw that coming. Jody, the record speaks for itself. We've discussed some aspects of why Rob Thompson works where Joe Girardi didn't. 
but the numbers are really staggering now. What do you think of the top one, two, three factors in this? Well, um, Girardi wasn't as good as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was an outstanding hire when they got him. Um, certainly disappointed by the results. And I, 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 I think you and I have done shows when I've talked about it. We, we, we started doing shows during the summer after yeah. Ray stepped down. Um, so I told you that uh, I've known Rod Thompson for a long time because my father gave him his first job in baseball as a coach. He was a mediocre to middling to not really all that good player. And during one offseason, my father uh, got him as soon as the season ended said, listen, Rob, there's a good chance we're not going to be bringing you back again next year. So if you're going to another organization and you want to continue to live the dream, good luck because we don't see you as a guy who's going to live the dream and make the big leagues. However, we think you're a smart baseball guy. And we'd like to offer you a job as a coach. We think you'd work really well with other young men, blah, 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 blah. And Thompson bought it, and he became a coach, and the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, so I've known Thompson for a very long period of time. He's just a really relatable guy that that people gravitate to, that they like him. Um, he's he's uh, got a lot of Charlie Manuel in him with a little bit less of the, the southern accent, um, but the same type of individual that – People just like being around, and he, he puts forth good vibes, and I think that's what this Phillies team needed in the most desperate way when they decided to move away from Girardi. I like his moves. I sit there and I second-guess him the same way I second-guess Girardi and Kapler and every other Philly manager before him, uh, but he's pushed a whole lot of right buttons. And by hook, by crook, by luck, by whatever, by ingenious strategy, he's getting it all right right now. So if I can uh, go from uh, point A to point B, if and when the Phillies win the World Series this year, special thanks, a special float on the parade must be reserved for Joseph McDonald Sr. Yeah, if you want to go there. Uh, I went down, uh, I did a show with the camera uh, yeah. from Eagles training camp. So I was already across the bridge. So I said, we'll do the whole F- South Philly thing. Went from Eagles camp to the turf club. Made about 100 bucks betting on horses that day in, in an hour and a half. Nice. And then went over to the, the stadium and uh, shook Rob Thompson's hand and shot a breeze with him for a while. He uh, had to ask me about my father for five minutes. Uh, so it was great to just catch up with him and, and shoot the breeze. So, yeah, my father and he have been tight for a long period of time. He was one of the few people that – T- uh, called my father. When my father texted him and congratulated him when he got the gig, he actually called him back. And Rob said, I got like four, 450 texts. I returned like eight calls, one of which was your dad. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'd been a Rob Thompson fan since they, they hired him. I thought it was a smart play by Dombrowski. He made more sense of anyone on the roster. And just to clear it up for those, and I've taken some calls on this, and you may have on Saturdays with Mike, um, they can't give him a new contract. No, They no, can't. Yet make him the full-time manager you have to wait till the season's over the interim tag has to stay on him uh, they would have to have a massive collapse between now and the end of the season for rob thompson not to be the manager of the phillies next year agreed uh 215 all right jody i put it off for 15 minutes we can't put it off any longer thank god uh what happened thank god the whole preseason is gone thank god that last night never happened it was disgusting uh, look, Miami has every right to use its starters. They can do whatever they want. That's that's their prerogative. And Nick has every right to play his third stringers and not give a damn about the game. But watching that game last night, watching Eagles third stringers open the game trying to cover Tyreek Hill was ridiculous and a waste of time. And uh, I don't know if insulting is the word I'm looking for, but just that they put that product on the air, that they sold tickets to it, that Eagles fans still, I bet you the ratings are good, that people turned, tuned in to watch it was just ridiculous. What was the point? Jody, what did either side learn from this farce? Oh, I think the Dolphins learned plenty. The well, Tyree they, Kill they learned can... that Tyreek Hill can beat an Eagles third stringer? Uh, well, he did. You're right. He beat an Eagles third stringer. He beat the Eagles' number one quarterback really badly in the joint practice earlier in the week. 
Uh, so Tyree Kill can do that to anybody, just uh, the third string or the first string. He can do it to anybody on the planet, including Eagles' best cornerback in, in big play slight. So it wasn't just, oh, he didn't do it in practice during the week, but when on Sunday he got in against those third stringers, damn, he got behind them all. Uh, no, he's just that good. He can do it to anybody. The Eagles have chosen a course of procedure this preseason, and they did last year. At least I give them credit because they've stuck to their guns. And we'll see if it pays off. I think they actually, it won't show because they've got a very easy early schedule. But what did the Dolphins lose by putting their first team I'm out I'm not there saying the Dolphins night? lost anything. I just don't know that they gained anything. I mean, it's, I don't think either side I, gained anything. The Dolphins maybe gained a little wind under their sails headed into the season. They beat right. the finals. It was 48 to 10. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, did you hear John Cruck the other night talking about when the Phillies in preseason would play a college team? And it's a major league team playing some kids from Florida State and just how ridiculous it was, how non-competitive it was. And that's what last night was. So maybe the Dolphins think they gained something, and if they did, that's great. What was the point for the Eagles to have that game? Why? It was a colossal waste of everybody's time. It was bad for the league. What was the point of that happening? Well, I'll give you one. Uh, The Eagles should be concerned about their backup secondary. It's bad. It's flat out bad. Period. If if uh, Kayvon Wallace has got to go in and play, if Reed Blankenship has got to go in and play, if Kerry Vincent's got to go in and play, wow. because uh, both Slay and uh, Bradbury. Bradbury turn an ankle in a game, the Eagles are screwed. Their their backup secondary is awful. And yes, during the regular season, when a backup guy has to go into the game, he's going to be playing against the other team's ones. So you better be ready to compete on that level. If not, yeah, you've got some work to do, Harry Roseman. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Um, I just saw no purpose to a game for which the Eagles essentially were trying to figure out who were the last five guys on the practice squad. And maybe and i hope they find a safety between now and tuesday or now and i'm sorry now and when the season starts cutdowns are due tuesday so you pick somebody right. else up uh and i hope they find somebody to help them play at safety but i just i hated this preseason from the very beginning to the very end i think that it has gone so soft and nobody plays and nothing happens and you don't want to get hurt and the good news for the eagles is they're not hurt that's great but i feel like we could have not had these last three preseason games and nobody would have learned or gained or lost anything. Except that add, now we know Reed Sinet really is hard. Yeah, can't play. What happened to the quarterback factory? You know who he is? Remember Clayton Thorson? Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, by the way, and again, we're, we're, I guess I'm nitpicking on the Eagles. I, I'm not there at practice every day. You're not there at practice every right. day. The guy, the beat guys like Zach Berman, we'll, we've got him coming up today. He can give us a much better insight. Um, and, you know, I do my show with Johnny Mack every single mm-hmm. day on Birds 365. Carson Strong has not looked good in practice. He just doesn't uh, have the ability, at least in the Eagles' opinion, to be an NFL quarterback and the like. Is he that much worse than Reed Sinet? I don't know. How bad is this guy that you gave three hundred and change thousand dollars as a guarantee because you thought he had a level of competency? Really, he's that much worse than Reed Sinet that you don't want to put him in the game? He played two games and had four passes. That's it, man. He must be god awful in practice. Um, yes. Maybe he hasn't learned the plays. Maybe he doesn't know the nomenclature. I don't know, but it's a fair question. And we will be talking to Zach Berman at uh, 10 tw- – uh, excuse me, this is 10 five. We'll be talking to him at 11 o'clock and kind of get his projection on who's going to make the team, who's not going to make the team. And your question about the secondary is a fair one. I just – the best cornerbacks in the league can't cover Tyreek Hill. To throw those guys out there and make them try to do it, that was – it was a fool's errand, Jody Mack, and 20 minutes into that game, I was fed up. Right, and the Dolphins did play as starters, and the Eagles didn't. 
they scored 48, Glenn. It wasn't like the first team went out, moved it down the field, got their 17 points, took the rest of the night off. They added 31 more points thereafter. So the Dolphins' second and third teamers kept beating up on the Eagles' second and third teamers as well. Yeah. That's why I'm worried about the Eagles' uh, right. backup well, second. That, that is a fair point. We'll talk to Zach about that. Uh, and we want to hear from you. We've opened up kind of our two primary topics for the day. Uh, Going to take a lot of phone calls today. Got a lot of time to hear your opinions on both of the teams that are active right now. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. With Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now. Jody's stirring up the bandwagon on 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It is third six and the gun. Back is, he fires and he throws an interception intended for Calcaterra. And it is picked off by the Dolphins. Sent it through the ball and into the end zone with the interception goes Elijah Campbell. Merrill was disgusted. <laughs> he really yeah, oh, was. Oh, by the way, it was pick six. He kind of got around to the fact that the yeah. guy scored a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> a little disappointed was the voice of the Eagles. Yeah, and listen, I don't know. I remember they thought Sinet was going to be something, and he's he's clearly not. So they're going to go into the season with two quarterbacks, you figure, right? And Absolutely. Maybe try to pick up a veteran if somebody gets hurt. I'll tell you a guy I'd like to see them get their hands on. How about Skylar Thompson? The guy who continued to move the ball down the field against the Eagles in that second half and threw three touchdown passes. The Dolphins have Tua. They've got Bridgewater. What are they going to do with Skylar Thompson? Are they going to keep three quarterbacks? Oh, I'd take him in a heartbeat over either of the guys the Eagles have as their third stringers right now. Yeah, my hunch is the Eagles don't bother to keep a third stringer now. And then if, if one of the two guys gets hurt, they just rush out and pick somebody up. That's well, my guess. Here's And I got no idea. Josh saw, McCown. <laughs> out of retirement again. Love him. Um, he should have been, should have been the uh, coach of the Texans last year. Yeah. But um, here's here's the way it's probably going to play. Mac, one of these two guys, 
And for me, the unknown of Carson Strong is better than the known of Reed Sinnett. Yeah. One of them is going to be on the practice squad because they'll get both of them through waivers. I'd, I'd be shocked if either of the two are claimed. So their third-string quarterback is going to be here, but he's going to be on the practice squad. Yeah, that makes sense. I hear you. Uh, let's get some calls in. Jim in Phoenix, you're with Jody Mack and Glenn Mack now. Hey, Jim. Good morning, Mack and Mack. How are you doing? Good. Great. You? Excellent, excellent. Um, so I was listening to your opening, Glenn. Um, we're actually seventy-two fifty-five, so we're seventeen games over five hundred season high. Seventeen over five hundred. Excuse so that's me really for impressive. not updating my stats this morning. Shame on me. <laughs> that's all right. And last night's stats. No so I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to try to make this a little less daunting on catching Atlanta and, and hosting the uh, playoff games. We're six back in the loss column. If we just go five and two, uh, we have four of those seven games against Atlanta at home and then three on the road. If we go five and two or four and three, uh, that's the same as picking up an extra game because we'll own the tiebreaker. Also, we have a little easier schedule. They have a West Coast trip they still have to take. And we're done with that. And we're playing in Washington's and Miami's. In these next 13 that you guys mentioned, we just need to go either nine and four or 10 and three. And we'll probably pick up a game there on Atlanta. And then finally, Atlanta still has to play the Mets two series, and they've had a struggle with them outside of their last series where they beat them, I think it's three out of four. Uh, they've had a struggle with them. So we have a chance to catch them and tie them and, and you know get the playoff games at home by winning the season series. So why don't you guys talk about that? Joe, threw Hope a lot it of happens. math out there. He did, and it was reasonable math. Um, yeah, I think the Braves are pretty good. Um, it's going to come down to a playoff series. Would you rather have the three games in your house than be on the road? Oh, absolutely. No questions asked. Does it mean you can't win two out of three in Atlanta? No. That could happen. Like I said, I'd actually rather play St. Louis, but we're not talking about going backwards. We're talking about going forwards. So I like his math. That Yeah, there, there's an outside possibility that they could catch the Braves. Shoot, why not get nuts and say they could catch the Mets and win the division if you're going to go completely optimistic, go <laughs> well, all the way to no, the top. No, I'm not going that far. <laughs> I'm not going that far, Joey. I'm actually uh, I'm taking my daughter to the game Wednesday, so we're going to support our Philadelphia Phillies. We go to one game every year. It's always a Phillies game, so I'm taking her Wednesday, so we're really looking forward to that. But uh, Wait, do you live no, out? I, you live I, out in yeah. Phoenix? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. You're, just co- in you're the, coming uh, in for that, window. or you coming in? No, for they're going to Phoenix, Mac Man. Oh, they're going to the. No, oh, they're going to the Diamondbacks. That's right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. shame on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. So every year, though, um, if you check their history, especially in the in the near. I'm sorry. I lost him. I'm sorry. My mistake. Um, yeah, they're going out to Phoenix. Yes. Another team they can beat. Another bad yes. team. Yes. And that's – and uh, you asked me earlier about Rob Thompson and Joe Girardi in the comparison. Joe Girardi could never do that. You and I haven't been doing shows together, but you've been doing yours. I've been doing mine. Mm-hmm. The Marlins. The Marlins always beat the Phillies. The, Bets, the Phillies are always better than the Marlins. they got a better team. They finish higher in the standings. they yep. got a better roster, and the Marlins always beat them. They're beating the Marlins. They're beating the Reds. They're beating the Pirates. They're beating the bad teams. That's what you got to do if you want to make the postseason, do. which the Phillies haven't done in a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, they're, they're, for the first time in a decade, they are fielding a true team. And the thing that impressed me, we spent a lot of time talking about how great the record is under Rob Thompson and since he took over, and that certainly speaks for itself. The other side of that, and we do talk about this, but I want to talk about just a little more is they did all of this without their best player. Right. Without the MVP, without the leader, without all of that stuff, which suggests to me that they – boy, Jody, I'm, I'm, i got to get a ticket for your bandwagon, man. It suggests to me that they, for the first time in a long time, have become a true – team that guys do the right things that guys pitch in that guys run the bases well they take extra bases that guys they're actually fielding well they're doing the fundamentals well which is i gotta be honest even mr positivity here yours truly i thought they're going to be hideous defensively this year at the beginning of the year i said i think the phillies are a playoff team i think they can win close to 90 games they will do so by clubbing other teams it'll Mm. come down to home run after home run after home run and they're going to win a whole bunch of 8-6 games because their starting pitch is going to give up two unearned, unearned runs, basically a night. 
and they really have improved defensively. Bowman's become above average at third base. I didn't see that coming this year, Mac. No, no longer the corner butcher, as no. my old partner Ray Denger used to call him. Not even close, and, mm-hmm. and Schwarber hasn't been terrible in left. He's never going to run balls down, but he catches what he gets to. Um, they've had a stream of center fielders, and I think Marsh is a very good one. I'll take a hit every other day, every third day, Mr. Marsh. He's just not an offensive player. And even Castellanos is not good and right. But he's made a couple of real good plays, gunning down runners at home plate. Mm -hmm. So their defense is significantly better than I thought it was going to be. It's not great, but I thought it was going to be god-awful. And it's only below average. So the boomsticks, as you term them, may have lost. I don't know. They lost rights to that nickname. I did the math. Yeah. They are on pace for 207 home runs, which is certainly not going to break the franchise record. Still a nice number, but I don't know. You tell me. You coined the nickname. Do they still get it? No. Um, and I'll, I'll very uh, coyly uh, say it's because Bryce Harper got hurt. And that sure as heck didn't help because I was banking on Bryce getting 35 or somewhere thereabouts. And his two-month absence absence uh, certainly curtailed the ability of the home runs. But there were other guys. It was some, some now forgotten. Didi Gregorius had one. Yeah, DD's a twenty home run guy. Yeah, he he had one. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Massive drop off by him. I thought Bohm had a chance to advance, and Bohm has advanced the player, but his home run capabilities hasn't been as good as I thought it was going to be. Schwarber's done what he's done. Castellanos a little disappointing, but I probably overestimated him. Yeah. Uh, he's coming on offensively, but he's not hitting the home runs. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I overestimated the boomstick aspect of this team, but I'll take where they are in the standings as of right now. Yeah, you know who gave you a brief push there, but he's not here right now, was uh, Derek Hall. Derek Hall, yeah. yeah. Nice little addition. And, and he'll be back for September, but I don't think he's got a spot on the October roster. No, a lot of pinch hit. Although now you don't even pinch hit that much. Uh, let's talk to Nate in West Philly. Nate, you're on with Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. Let me first say uh, it's a pleasure speaking to you guys. You two are the main reason why I've been listening to sports radio for all these years. Uh, you're very kind. Thank you. When I was introduced to sports radio, it was you guys. Cool. So what I want to say, Glenn, just take what we're getting right now. <laughs> just take what we're getting right now. You remember um, when we I know were, I, ca- uh, I came off as much more negative as I meant to. I really did. Yes, you did. So you remember, you know, the Eagles, right? The Eagles would, would, would always lose against teams we think they was going to lose, um, win, and then they would beat the teams that we think they had no chance of um, beating. Uh, but we yeah, always, you'd always get one of those a year where they'd lose to the Cardinals. Exactly, or right. Yeah. So right now you're supposed to beat the lesser teams. That makes you a good team. You're supposed to beat up on the teams that are not good. So let's take it right now. I took my kids, my family to a game um, last month, and we was like, wow, we had a Phillies game? We had a Phillies game? I said, guys, last night we were watching the game on television. I said, y'all guys, y'all, I think they're going to go make the playoff. Y'all want to get tickets? My wife says, are they really going to make the playoff now? She was at the last parade when they won the World Series. She was like, hell yeah, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to we're gonna go see that. It's like, take it. Enjoy it. We don't yeah, have any I am. I am. Listen, I, I, I hear what I must have sounded like. I was, uh, <laughs> I, I am perhaps not as fully on the bandwagon as my pal, who's in fact the conductor of the bandwagon. But I have reserved, I've reserved a spot in row six. Imagine if they would get swept. Imagine if they getting. Imagine if they're getting swept by Pittsburgh. Imagine what that conversation. Oh no! Would well, be that's like. a whole different thing. You're 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 entirely correct. And Nate, I apologize if I sounded too negative. I did not mean to. I was really more contrasting <laughs> how we felt a week ago to how we feel now. But the Mets are great, though. So you, the Mets are great. They are great. <laughs> so, thank Mets, you, guys. Enjoy Mets, talking right, to you. Thank you. And Mac. Um, You and I have similar timelines here in Philadelphia. You got to Philly before I did, writing for the Inquirer. I got on the radio on WIP before you did. But you and I have very similar timelines, 30-plus years now here in town. And when I first got here, the use of the word bandwagon really surprised me. Because I always thought of a bandwagon as a good thing. That, yeah, let's all get on this bandwagon and support oh, yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah. And, right, 
And man, was I uh, awoken to the use of the word bandwagon when I got here in Philadelphia. Bandwagon is a stone cold negative. Don't you dare get on the bandwagon. Yes. I was with this team before you were. How dare you now become a fan of this team when I've been loyal since day one? And I just didn't understand it. It perplexed me. Why would you not want other people to enjoy on a hometown team's success along with you? No, the need to show that you were there first and you were smarter and you were more loyal it just would make me pull my hair out. So that's why I used the term bandwagon, because I'm sorry, I'm not using it the way that a lot of other Philadelphia sports fans do. The bandwagon's a good thing. Let's all get on the bandwagon. Let's all acknowledge it's the first time in a decade we've got an outstanding chance to get October baseball. Please get on the bandwagon. I'm with you. And you're right that that is seems a particularly Philadelphia thing, the pejorative term of, oh, he's just a bandwagon fan. Yep. And there will always be those people who are casual fans who, you know, don't follow it day in and day out, as you and I may, and just kind of wait for like, oh, you know what? The team's fun this year. I think I'll be interested. I have nothing against those people. They can exactly. live their lives as we choose. I'm okay with that. It's to me, the negative bandwagon fan would be, hey, this year I'm rooting for the Eagles, but next year, ooh, the Cowboys are good. I'll root for the Cowboys. And the year after that, hey, who knows, maybe it's the Vikings. That's a bandwagon fan if you hop from team to team to team. Right. But, but if you choose when a team gives you nothing for five years to say, I think I'll sit this one out, I don't have a problem with that. And if you're that kind of very casual fan, right, and – I mean, my wife is kind of like this. She doesn't pay any attention to the Phillies. But if there's something really good that's happening and she sees I'm getting excited about it and we're moving into September, she'll start watching games. That's a bandwagon fan. I have no problem with that. I'm, I, am, I am with you. I would argue, Jody, that it has reached a crescendo of its worst with the Sixers fans in recent years. And I know anytime I stir this hornet's net, I risk all kinds of backlash, both on the air and social media. But the people who supported the process, of which you and I were not among them, got to the point where they said, if you weren't with us then, you can't root for us now. Yep. And I have no use for that. As a, I was uh, rooting for uh, the Sixers before those people were out of diapers. Exactly. Um, I, I get it. I understand it. I don't like it. I disagree with it. But uh, I'd say there's too big a percent. It's not huge. There, I think just in general in Philadelphia it comes through, but with the Sixers, um, because the Sixers haven't gotten to where they, they need to yet because it was all about getting a championship, right? That's why they went through the process, and they haven't truly been close to getting a championship yet. If they ever do, oh, my God, watch those bandwagon people say, oh, yeah. you can't come to the parade. <laughs> you shouldn't even be allowed within the city limits during the parade because you didn't believe in the process. That's right. Do you the, have your it, Sam Hinkie tattoo? If oh, not, yeah. Oh, not. yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some of that if it ever comes to, uh, to, to be that the Sixers actually get a parade. I like the bandwagon, and I like that you do it. And you know who used to do it on a regular basis as part of his shtick? Who? The late, great Stan Hockman. Oh, he was a bandwagon? But did... When a Philadelphia team, you know, when he started to believe in a Philadelphia team, usually, whatever team it was, and usually kind of early in the season, he would say, like, bandwagon starting up, and they would do his column, they'd even draw art of, like, some old, you know, rickety jalopy of a bandwagon with Stan at the helm. And they would say, like, everybody wants to be on it, and people would write him. And say, hey, this is Joe from Cherry Hill. Reserve me a seat. And Stan would write about it. He he had like a running shtick for years with that stuff. I if if I knew that, I had forgotten it. Shame on me for that being the case. Uh, Stan Hockman's one of the all-time greats in this town. Um, if I'm following in his footsteps, I got no problem whatsoever with that. No, I think it's great. And I'm and I, I, I said I want six A by the window. You're in. There you go. You're in, Mac. Okay. My bandwagon is huge. There are no there there are no restrictions on the bandwagon. If we have to uh, build it on the fly and make it bigger, perfectly fine. I've got engineers ready to do that. There you go. I can hammer a nail. That I can do.
All right. Uh, Bob and Dale Rand, hang in, because you want to talk about somebody's future with the Eagles, which is going to be decided in the next few days. Everybody else may join. You're invited to. 215-592-9494. With the bandwagon driver, Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow, Sunday morning, 94 WIP. Jody, excuse me just for one second to do a little bit of a plug. The Philadelphia Jewish Sports Hall of Fame is going to add six new members at the 24th Annual Induction Ceremony. Wednesday, September 21st, 6 p.m. at Rodith Shalom, 615 North Broad Street in Philadelphia. I am proud to be an inductee of that organization. Very along, nice. Along with colleagues like uh, Michael Barkan and Jason Stark and Howard Eskin and Ruben Amaro and the aforementioned Stan Hockman, Larry Brown, Ed Snyder. Have no idea why they let me in, given <laughs> given those other names. You're keeping good company, Mac Man. Well deserved. Uh, uh, there you go. But they are uh, inducting six new members, and it's uh, it's always a really nice event. Purchase tickets. Visit visit Philly Jewish Sports Event dot org. Philly Jewish Sports Event dot org. All right, let's get to Bob in Delran, who has a question. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see if Jody and I answer it the same way. You go ahead. Okay. I'm going to get really frustrated because I get here's here's what I think should happen, but here's what will happen, and I know the reason. I wish they would just stay at point blank, but you know, sports teams aren't going to tell you the truth. Um, with Rager, I think he's going to make the team reason because they're going to take a five million dollar cap hit, and he's a first round pick, and it's called the CYA factor of a first round pick. Where I I, I like this guy uh, Dion Kane. I'd like to see him make the team. Um, I think he'll maybe be practice squad or maybe he'll get picked up. But, I mean, Kane should be on that roster. But, unfortunately, because of the politics. Well, um, there's more than that. Uh, did you Rager's going to be Kane, there. Kane and Rager doesn't want to be here anyway. Well, hold, Rager on, doesn't hold, on, be hold on, hold on, relax, relax. I'm sorry, uh, Kane started the game, started well yesterday, did not finish well, did not help his chances. Okay. I think he's likely a practice squad guy. Okay. I don't know that Rager's going to be here. I don't know that they need to carry five wide receivers, uh, but I don't think they'll cut him. Um, and yeah. as much as it may frustrate you, no team wants to take $5 million in dead money. I think they're no. going to see if they can trade him for something. Yeah. Yeah, here's the problem. I don't know that you can trade him for anything. Yeah. Maybe. Because the teams are going to be – and there's a lot of this going on in the league. It does it every sure. year, like Jimmy Garoppolo. It's scheduled to make $24 million this year. Yeah. Everybody's just going to sit there and wait till the 49ers cut him, and then they're going to be able to negotiate a new deal with him rather than pay him $24 million. And that's the yeah. way I think the rest of the league looks at Rager. They're going to dare, dare the Eagles to cut him, and then if they actually think yeah. that he's a, a guy with a chance, they'll bring him in on a lesser deal than the one he got as a first-round draft pick. Yeah. All right. So let me see if we both we we both agree he won't get. Well, I don't think he's going to get cut, Jody. No. Why? No. I okay. I think he's going to be here. But okay, yeah. uh, he, 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 our caller went to uh, uh, Deion Kane, who last night dropped some very catchable balls. Yeah. yeah. He, he had a real good chances. game the week before against the Browns. But I'm with Glenn. He did not yeah. impress me at all last night. The guy I want to see him potentially keep if they're going to cut Rager is Devin Allen. Yeah, Mr. Agree. Get behind the defense and could be a gunner on special teams. Went down and caused a fumble last yeah. night. If they're keeping another wide receiver other yeah. than Reagan, Rager as their fifth receiver, yeah. I want Devin Allen. Yeah. Hey, can I slip in a hockey question to Glenn, please? Of course. To both of us. Real, sure. real quick. It, 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 there's a guy, and I just had his name, and I can't, 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 can't remember. He's a junior guy. I'm kind of a hockey nut like you. It's good. He's like the next prodigy, you know, falling in the Mario Lemuse and the, you know, all the great prodigy guys that's going to be coming out. I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, God, I can't think of his name. But he's supposed to be the next big thing. And it always seems that Edmonton and Pittsburgh always get these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we get one of these? And do you think they're, and I don't want to say tank, but. I think we could be in the mix in the lottery to get this guy. It you know what I think? The, I think the pro, they could be in the lottery, but yeah. the, I, my thing with the Flyers, and I guess this relates to tanking, and I may yeah. seem hypocritical, but the, sure. the Flyers offseason moved them from horrible to pretty bad. Yeah. And so they're going to end up being like the fifth worst team in the league, and I don't know what was the purpose of that. And, yeah. Um, 
Unless they're Jody, thinking maybe I, what I, I'm thinking. I think that, and the, and the goalie could wallpaper over some of their problems. Um, and they picked up guys who will help them a little bit. They still won't be any good. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. But I, I, Jody, I don't think they're. Uh, I don't think they're bad enough to be bad and good enough to be good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Here's the question I have for your for you, Glenn, Mister Hockey. Um, you hear this uh, comment all the time. The Sixers need to take advantage of Joel Embiid's prime. Yeah. They can't let Joel Embiid's prime slip by without making a legitimate shot to win a championship. Yeah. How about Carter Hart's prime? Yep. Are we just going to watch that go by the boards? Well, and, and I will point the little finger at Carter Hart because I don't think he's lived up to expectations. But that was when when the Flyers made the playoffs a couple of years ago. Was now we got our goaltender? We finally got our goaltender. You did two decades of waiting for our goaltender since Axel to be the guy who can take us places. Well, where has he taken us the last two years? Well, I don't know that Carter Hart's all that. I mean, Joel Embiid to me is one of the great yeah. five best players in the NBA. Uh, Carter Hart is a guy who we keep thinking is going to be something. I will agree, Jody. They're 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 wasting him to the degree that they haven't built around him. But Carter Hart presumably will be playing for long after Joel Embiid is retired, and Carter Hart hasn't proven not nearly as much as Joel Embiid has. True, and and I didn't mean to put them on that same parallel. I was just trying yeah. to compare. Where where the Flyers were two years ago, won that round-robin tournament, uh, were around in the playoffs, went deep against the Islanders. That was supposed to be the beginning of the continued rise. They've gone backwards, and yeah. Carter Hart was, uh, was the main guy why people believed the Flyers were on an uptick, and they've done anything but. Well, he got shell-shocked two years ago, right? And then last year he recovered a little bit. He was he was I thought he was pretty good, but... Not special. By the way, the guy he was talking about is Connor Bedard, uh, who plays in the WHL, who is regarded as the next great one. So, as my friend Jody McDonald says, we shall see. We, shall, we see. shall see. Frank in Fairmont's with us. Frank, how are you? How you doing, Jody? How you doing? We're good. Good. Fine. Hey, good to see you back together. I started listening to you. I guess it was over 30 years ago. You got. It was uh, almost. It was December 1993. Yeah, I really haven't listened to a lot of sports radio the last 10 years, but I turned you on this morning heading down the shore, and good, good to see these guys together. Thank Appreciate you. it. Um, you sure you're not from Philly, Glenn? A 90% chance of making the playoffs, and you're still being negative about it? I'm not being negative. I am not. Be- now I'm being mischaracterized. That's true. Come on. All right, let's all back I mean, up. You're a typical let's Philly all fan. back up. Hold on a second. Bear <laughs> with me. What I said was, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm delighted about it. It's been a long drought. It's looking like fun. I was pretty down last week after they beat the Mets. I'm not sure how to feel now about them in in the big picture, but I do believe they will make the playoffs. We will have playoff baseball here. Well, listen, we, we did the same thing with McNabb and Reed for years. I was happy to make the playoffs every year. You can't win it if you don't make the playoffs. Well, I'm happy to make so, the playoffs this year. It, it was a great feeling, and, and every time you make the playoffs, it's a good thing. There's Anything can happen. And in, uh, and being that is a true, fan, as, the, life, as, as was proven by the Super Bowl 52 champion Eagles, who entered every one of their playoff games as an underdog. Right, right. So there you go. So I'll make your point. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Nice talking to you guys. Appreciate it. All right. I'm glad that you're listening to us. Jody, I feel like I painted myself into a corner. Well, yeah, he overstated it. Um, You aren't that negative. You're just not as positive as I am. Correct. Which is perfectly fine because you said you're on the bandwagon now. 6A? Is that where I got you uh, seated? Seat 6A by the window. You're in. You're in. I want the view. I I, I won you over, big guy. You're, You're on. You did. Yes, you did. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back with Zach Berman of The Athletic. Does a great job covering the Eagles for them. Uh, I don't know how much we want to bite over or pick over the bones of last night, but let's talk to him about who gets cut, who stays, where they may need to make moves, and where the Eagles will be when the season opens. Gosh, Jody, still two weeks from today. Yeah, that stinks. No rush, huh? All right, Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, 215-592-9494. We'll get calls in the next segment as well. We are here Sunday morning on 94 WIP. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.